You're listening to Small Business Made Simple, a podcast for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Most of our interviews aren't with professional speakers and authors. The bulk of our interviews are with hardworking business owners that are out in the community building their businesses, leading their teams, and leaving a legacy. And they want to share what they've learned with you. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the owner of One Click Agency, a website design company for small businesses, and I'm also one of the co-hosts of this show. Our goal today is to help you stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Well, Lorraine, thank you so much for joining me on Small Business Made Simple. It is great to have you here today. It is so nice to be hanging out with you, Sam. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. So for those of you listening, are listening, um, I have with me today Lorraine Ball. And Lorraine is the owner of Round Peg um, out in Indianapolis, Indiana. Lorraine, could you just share what's going on at Round Peg? Well, Round Peg is a digital agency. We work primarily with small companies, two to 100 employees. We do web design, content marketing, social media, and strategy. Mm-hmm. And then we're also very committed to training. And so we have a second website where we've got an online training community also focused on that same, same group of business owners. I love it. I love it. Um, so today we're going to talk about a topic called user-generated content. And to be honest, for those of you who mm-hmm. are listening, when I was um, chatting with, with Lorraine to figure out what we're going to talk about and offer to you guys, um, I, I picked user-generated content because I didn't know what it was. And I did some research and I was like, wow, I do know what this is, but I just didn't know the terminology. And you guys probably are going to find out the same thing. So Lorraine, why don't you just start out by sharing what it actually is? So... User-generated content, the way I like to explain it to businesses is if you're starting a business, it really helps if you have OPC, other people's money, because whether it's a loan or an investment, that influx of capital allows you to, to add and build to whatever nest egg you have to grow your business faster mm-hmm. and really reach a wider audience. Well, when it comes to content marketing, what you want is... OPC, other people's content, or the more common term, user-generated content, because when you can get other people talking about you, other people sharing information that you can then reshare, you can accelerate the growth of your brand and your messaging. Mm -hmm. And so I want to be real clear, using other people's content is not just ripping content from other people's websites. It's using information that people have voluntarily added either to the internet or specifically sent to you to use that substantiates your message. Mm -hmm. So can you give us some examples of what that can look like to really dumb it down for business owners that are ready to implement this? Absolutely. The most common type of user-generated content is something all of us are familiar with, and that's reviews. Mm -hmm. You know, these days, something like 68% of leisure travelers will look and do research online before they travel. And there's something like 85% of customers are more likely to open their wallets when there's an online recommendation that supports offline advice. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking about hiring a plumber or a roofer and you find good reviews on Angie's List or Home Advisor, you're like, yeah, (laughs) <laughs> that's who I that that's who yeah. I want to work with. And mm-hmm. so that's the one that people think of most often. But that's not the only kind of user generated content. 
So what are some other ideas? And then we'll bounce back to these and kind of walk through them. Okay. So some of the others that I really love is this idea of crowdsourcing mm-hmm. where you have an idea, but instead of sitting in your little office brainstorming by yourself, you throw a question out there into onto Twitter or onto Facebook and uh, gather input, content, photographs, ideas from other people mm-hmm. that you then turn around and either repackage or use. Um, another example is um, when you are like running a specifically running a contest where you're gathering information and you have very sort of strict requirements for how you gather content. Mm -hmm. So those are kind of my, Oh, and then the last one is something like surveys is also a nice way to gather user generated content. And it's a little different. We can talk about some fun examples of them if you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. Can we walk right through those? So I would love some fun examples because a lot of the business owners listening are like, man, I would love to jump right on this because when people are talking about, this is what you were saying, right? When people are talking about your business, it cuts down on the need for you to have to market yourself because they're doing it for you, right? Absolutely. So when it comes to reviews, that's the one that I don't think needs a lot of explanation in terms of Mm -hmm. what is a review. But I think where business owners trip up is they don't know how to ask for the reviews. They don't have a system. And a lot of times business owners are like, well, I, I, I don't want to promote reviews because what if somebody says something bad? Mm-hmm. So let's put this out there right away. If somebody has something bad to say, they're going to say it anyway. <laughs> There's no stopping them. There's no stopping them. <laughs> so what you want to do is you want to have more positive reviews already out there to kind of balance it. I mean, most people are a little bit skeptical. They're very skeptical about what you say about yourself they're more likely to trust complete, literally complete strangers Mm -hmm. who say something about your business. Isn't that crazy? It's bizarre, (laughs) but but it is true. And um, so if they go to a page and there's a hundred reviews and they're all positive, it kind of makes the skeptical person go, I wonder how many of those are legitimate. Mm -hmm. But if there are 90 or 100 reviews and 90 or 95 are positive and there are a few negative ones thrown in, it adds legitimacy. And then this is the next step. If 90% of the reviews are positive and I look at, at your service and I think, well, there's a 90% chance I'm going to have a good experience. Mm-hmm. What if I don't? Well, then I'm going to look at the negative reviews and then I'm going to look at how you handled it. Yeah. If you handle it well, if you acknowledge, you don't have to solve the problem, but if you acknowledge, if there's evidence that you reach out and you try to resolve the issue, I'm okay because there's a 90% chance I'm going to be happy. And if you don't get it right the first time, I'm confident you will take care of it and make it right. I really like that. Um, someone I was just talking to was afraid of getting a Facebook page and we don't do Facebook pages or anything for people, but we were just chatting about it. And she said, Oh, well we have a, a disgruntled employee or whatever. Um, I would hate for them to go on and leave a review. I don't even know if I want to have that feature on there. And I was just thinking to myself, well, one people aren't 
necessarily going to believe when the employee's just trying to schmear. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. People can kind of read through the lines, but I love the idea of it's okay. It's not the end of the world. There are some on there. Um, it's how you respond. And mm-hmm. I've seen some business owners do that in just such a great way. It's like, oh, okay. Well, they obviously they own up to their mistake or they fix what's going on. And uh, that kind of brings it up to the hundred percent chance of getting it a, a great experience. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And you know what? There are some people that are just trolls. Mm-hmm. There is, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing you can do to make it right. And so what I always recommend if when you're, when you're working with reviews is treat it as if somebody had walked into your building and they were standing in the lobby screaming. Mm-hmm. What would you do? Would you engage them in the lobby or would you say, I'm sorry that you're unhappy. Let's go into my office and talk about it. Mm-hmm. And you would take them out of the lobby into your office and close the door. What everybody standing in the lobby sees is, oh, you're going to make it right. You're going to take care of them. And you don't have to hear the back and forth and you don't mm-hmm. have to get sent. Too often business owners, like especially when they've been hit by a troll, they try to defend themselves and the more they try to prove that they were right and they, they didn't deserve the negative review, the worse it gets. Very so true. reviews. Now, here's the positive power of reviews. It's not just a nice thing. Mm-hmm. Reviews send positive SEO signals. If you pull a couple of the reviews and you actually put them on your website, what you have is a page that is filled with the language that people use to describe your service. Mm -hmm. And so um, that then adds SEO value. I love it. Here at OneClick, we know that at the end of the day, you just want to be a successful business owner. And in order to do that, you need a website that looks amazing and gets results. The problem is you don't know where to start when it comes to building a website, which makes you feel overwhelmed every time you try to begin the process on your own. We believe you should never feel overwhelmed about building a website. We understand what it feels like not knowing where to start, which is why we can handle the work for you. Here's how it works. Step one, visit oneclickagency.com to get a quote. Step two, let us build you a professional website. And step three, your business will stand out online without you lifting a finger. Visit oneclickagency.com today so you can stop feeling overwhelmed about your website and instead get a professional to build one that stands out from your competition and gets you results. Do you want to jump into some fun ideas for crowdsourcing or did you have more for reviews? No, I want to, I want to go to crowdsourcing. Awesome. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some examples of some of my favorites so you can kind of visualize how you might do this. I love it. Um, the first one is, and I don't know if he still does it, but Jimmy Kimmel used to get up on Twitter and he would throw out a question with a hashtag and he would say, we're playing a hashtag game. Tweet something funny, weird, or embarrassing that happened at a birthday and tag it with my worst birthday. Mm-hmm. Could be on the show. <laughs> About halfway through the day, his writers would hop on and they'd start going through all of these different things. And that night, either during his monologue or when he was sitting down at his desk, he would read some of these and they would be funny and they would be entertaining. And the best part about it is his writers had a very easy job. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to write anything. They just had to edit it. 
So sometimes just asking people questions and generating content that way. Another example of that, well, let me finish on this one. The key to this crowdsourcing, if you're going to solicit, ask people to send you a photo of their favorite. Um, if you're a restaurant, ask people to send photos, you know, of what they, what they had for dinner. That's cool. With the hashtag. Or mm -hmm. um, if you are a, a boutique dress shop, ask people to take photographs of themselves wearing whatever they bought. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden you've got great content to share everywhere and it's very authentic and it's coming from all these different people. There are two keys when you're doing crowdsourcing or any kind of user-generated content. The first is, is you gotta, you gotta say thank you. Now, you don't have to use every piece of information. And this is a very much um, tied into the BF, if you studied psychology in college, BF Skinner figured out that if you gave a rat a food pellet every time he pushed a button, the minute you stopped giving him the food, he'd stop giving you a pellet. Hmm. But if you did it intermittently, sometimes he got a pellet and sometimes he didn't, that rat would pound that button all day long. <laughs> Same thing is true with crowdsourcing. If you throw something up and there are thousands of responses, you don't have to acknowledge all of them. Mm -hmm. But if I see you acknowledging other people, I'm going to keep submitting because someday you're going to acknowledge me. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, another fun one is, and this is a great example, um, the movie, um, The Fall, uh, it's uh, The Fault in Our Stars. It was a, uh, a book dedicated, really focused on that teenage girl audience. And for the opening promotional video, when they, when they t went from a book to the movie, they wanted a, a promo video. And what they decided they wanted was they wanted to have these, it, it should look like a, a teenage girl's bulletin board. Mm -hmm. Well, I got news for you. A bunch of Hollywood executives sitting around in a million years are not going to be able to create that look and that feel. Mm -hmm. And so what they did is they actually asked people to send notes and things about their emotions and things they were thinking. And so the opening collage for the promo video for The Fault in Our Stars is just pans over all of these handwritten notes and cartoons. And, and it, it is so authentic. It, it was is real. so real. Yeah. And so... Um, user-generated content gives you authenticity. You can't fake. Yeah. Um, I've got one more good example if we have time. Absolutely. Go for it. Um, so the other thing that you can do with user-generated content is you can let other people tell your story. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a lot of examples, but one of my favorite was um, Legos came out with a... Um, an iPhone case. So you put it on your iPhone and the back was actually Legos. And they invited people um, to uh, share different decorations. So, uh, and then they, they, they did photographs of them and, and some of them, one, one person did, like they built a robot hanging off the end of their phone. Mm -hmm. Another one, it was right after the movie Wally. -E. They sort of built the Wally -E bot body and then used the phone as their head. Um, another woman um, 
did a, uh, she made it look like one of those old giant cell phones, you know, the ones that used to come in the, in the briefcase you had to carry. And the, uh, the caption was, hello, can you hear me now? (laughs) So it was a great, and the phone, it was in partnership, I think with a company called Belkin that, that designed the, the actual case. Mm -hmm. And it, um, really uh, was a great way to kind of show off the case. Obviously, people are not going to carry it around like that, but it really raised the visibility and made Mm -hmm. it fun and made people want to buy the product. Again, you you just couldn't come up with these ideas by yourself. Mm -hmm. So basically, literally what it boils down to is getting your customers, um, your fans to use... um, what it is you're offering and whether it's taking pictures of it, leaving a review, um, joining in on a contest and then Mm -hmm. reusing that content as your marketing, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And the benefit is you want to tag and acknowledge whoever um, shared it. Mm -hmm. One other last contest that we did and we've had some really fun ones, but this one was awesome. Eye doctor opened up a, pediatric practice. Mm -hmm. And so the contest was take a picture of your child wearing glasses. That was the first part. Mm -hmm. So we got all of these pictures of all of these kids wearing glasses. We had great content that we could then share on social media. Mm -hmm. The second piece was the kid whose photograph got the most votes won an amazing prize. That's cool. I really like that. We got the, I think it was like 150 submissions and something like 10,000 votes. And in order to vote, you had to do two things. You had to give me your email address and your Mm -hmm. zip code. Why? Email address, we were going to add you to the email list so he could promote his adult services. Mm -hmm. But the reason we wanted the zip code was we knew a lot of those parents would be reaching out to grandmas and aunts and uncles in other states. Mm -hmm. And we were perfectly happy to have them vote, but we didn't want to put them on the email list. Oh, I see. Yep. That ultimately, we were sending promotional emails to because it would be a waste of time. Mm-hmm. So this particular contest did two things. It raised his visibility on social platforms. It also dramatically increased his email list. I love it. That's super creative. <laughs> <laughs> So how about a few simple tips for success? Because yes, I, think, I think the stories are good, but I think it, it really helps. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, you got to invite people to participate online and offline. You've got to make it easy. You got to tell people specifically what you want. And you have to remember that most people are going to be doing this from their telephone. Hmm. So if submission is hard, submission doesn't get done. Um, you got to make it fun. You have to encourage unexpected activities. You have to, you have to be willing to accept that some of the results you're going to get are going to be way out there Mm -hmm. and you have to be okay with that. And the last thing is that you have to respond and say, thank you. You have to show people how their input is being used so that they're willing to play the next time. Mm -hmm. Um, something that I would add there for, for those of you who are listening in the beginning, um, 
whether your campaign that you're kicking off, it, you might not get a ton of you know inbound participation. That's a great time to respond to everyone if you can. Um, that's just going to go so much further. Would you agree with that, Lorraine? Oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And don't be disappointed if the first couple of times you do this, you don't get a lot of response. Mm-hmm. It will grow. Yeah, I love and it. Honestly, one great, one great review, one, one really funny idea from a customer, you can get a lot of mileage out of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Lorraine, thank you so much for joining me on Small Business Made Simple to talk about, you know, user generated content and some awesome examples um, when it comes to business. It already has the wheels turning in my head. Um, where can we find out more about you online and your business, um, especially if someone wants to Uh, talk to you about getting something like this started on their end. Absolutely. Best place to go is our website at roundpeg.biz. And if you happen to be on social media, look for Roundpeg or Lorraine Ball, wherever you like to hang out. I love it. Lorraine, thank you so much. And uh, thanks again for joining me on Small Business Made Simple. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Small Business Made Simple. If you learned something insightful, actionable, or useful that you're excited to implement in your business, please leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Not only are you helping other future listeners find the show, you're giving them an opportunity to learn something valuable they can implement as well. Thanks as always for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe in providing you with the tools you need to stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business.